1: Today is Sunday, November 26th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 547 features me and this guy,
0: Evan Valenti. And I'm Evan Valenti. That's me. Today's show is powered by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. New customers receive $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. And this is where... I'd play just the two of us and obviously would get flagged for copyright. We
1: can make it if we try. Just Just the the two two of
0: us. What a great bass. Nice.
1: What's up everybody, welcome in, new edition of Self Beat, it's going to be a little bit shorter a show, which honestly is probably better for your commute, depending on where you work. I guess you'll have more time on your hands for either other shows, shame on you, or just the good old-fashioned radio and music, or maybe you have a really short, great commute. This is like dog-walking length, giving you a 20-25 minute show. I don't know, either way, Evan Valenti's here, I'm here, Adam Kaufman, good to, It's going to say good to see you, good to see you, Ev. Other people, uh, it's it's good to talk at you. I guess you guys can't be part of the show. But we would like you to be. Leave us comments in the YouTube section, obviously. We do go back. We read those. Even if you're mean, occasionally we'll respond. But we definitely read them. We'll like them. We don't give you dislikes. Nope. I mean, I guess it would work for the algorithm, but we don't bother with that stuff. I I don't dislike the Celtics. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) They're pretty good, Ev. They're off to a pretty good start. I know some people are going to look at it and say, man, they've alternated wins and losses after a six-game winning streak. Clearly, they blow now. No, not the case. Still quite good. 13-4 and is their record to uh, almost finish up November. One more game that is coming up at home against the Bulls, part of this nice long homestand. Hawks, Bulls, Sixers, back-to-back with the Cavs, two with the Magic. Celtics don't go on the road again for another three weeks they don't go on the road again until just before christmas it's absolutely incredible let's see if they can you know lose like one game during this stretch and uh, that that would be amazing the celtics are so good at home we know that they haven't lost and uh it, it puts them in unique company which is something we will get to during the show as well uh first and foremost i almost forgot with the blur of football season, which is part of why you guys have been getting these shows on Sundays, because I just I gotta get through the football week and then we can digest, basically. We can kinda kinda come back to basketball a little bit. And if you're not a football fan, like our buddy Seth Landman, then I guess you just have more time on your hands. A little less enjoyment, but more time on your hands. Maybe more money in your wallet. Ev, how was Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, I I, I overstuffed myself a little bit. I overindulged a like a turkey. Bit. Yeah, we were indulging a little bit of everything. So it was, it wasn't the greatest, uh, night slash morning for your boy, but we, we rallied back and now we're ready to hit the holiday season here, fully running here with a, a Suffolk's team. That's just, I mean, I think we're just getting, trying to do like the 30,000 foot view thing, you know, the bird's eye view of what's going on. People need to calm down, Kaufman. I think, I think people are just like hanging on to every loss way too much. Like they're not going to do this 20 more times this season. Um, I just, it's just like almost, it's just toxic at this point. I think with certain levels of conversation, um, I, I, I am well. Uh, I'm, Are you I'm saying you real... don't get
1: frustrated by regular season losses? No, thinking I'm
0: really thinking. Orlando won that, that was, you know,
1: turned out to be a blowout, but what about, uh, what about losing an overtime on, uh, you know, on a, on a Monday night in Charlotte?
0: I mean, look, if, if, <laughs> I mean, do you want my real opinion on this? I don't think Miles British should be in the league, but that's all right. Uh, his shot late at the end of the game, uh, what was he, like 0 for 7 prior to that shot? I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think this, uh, you know, one of the things I'm thankful for is the Celtics team and the way this roster is built and the way some of the guys have shown up. I mean, if you look at just the importance of, like, a guy like Derek White when Drew Holiday's out, you know, he can just slide right in and assume the normal point guard stuff and just nobody misses a beat. Um, you know, they bring in Delano Banton for the game on Sunday night to, to start. To- which I thought was terrific, you know. Um, Nima ne- ne- got got a little bit of uh, some burn in the game on Sunday. I mean, this is one of the things that everybody's been so concerned about is this depth that Boston supposedly doesn't have, and they've been tested. And, like, look, they've the – we'll get to, like, the magic maybe, like, separately. Just They just seem to be Boston's kryptonite right now, and we'll see with the Chicago game coming up on Tuesday if Chicago remains Boston's kryptonite because that's been a problem the past couple of years. But, like – the, the depth quote unquote problems that this team had, I, I think, I think we have to reevaluate a little bit here. Um, because the top end talent is just so good. And when one of the top end guys, again, they're without two of their five starters in a game against one of the best, if not the best offensive teams in basketball over the past couple of weeks in the Atlanta Hawks scored at what 154 points in regulation, <laughs> like, like an absolute juggernaut of an offense. Like again, last three weeks in Boston yeah. held the, under 110 points. Pretty impressive there without two of their starting five. So you know that's this team is is built a little differently. I think I think a lot of guys after the game Sunday night acknowledged it and go back to our CLNS YouTube page to see some of that audio. It's all these good stuff. Um, but they, they they're showing that they can withstand a little bit of the, these tougher waters. I mean we we've talked about the hospital Celtics like a gajillion times in the past five years, six years, seven years. It just seems to be one of these things that keeps hanging on. And guys keep stepping up. I thought, you know, Tatum's had a tough week, bounced back on Sunday. Um, Jalen's been a little up and down, uh, especially as a playmaker. He's had some good moments lately though. Um, you know, there's still a, a long way to go and way to grow, but they're seven oh at home. They're number one in the Eastern Conference. And I, last time I checked coffin, that's where you want to be mm-hmm. at all times. So I I think we don't have a ton to complain about. It.
1: It is crazy, these pace-up Hawks, you know, and, and what they've been able to do. Obviously, <laughs> you, you mentioned the, the game with the Pacers, uh, which was obscene. I mean, and Indiana they, is doing this on the regular. I, I know we'll talk about sports betting a little bit. If If you're looking for a bet to make on a nightly basis that is just hitting more than it's not over in Pacers games, no matter who they're playing over in Pacers games, because Halliburton and company, what they are doing, it's – it's just, it's like a throwback to Mike D'Antoni, the seven seconds or less offense. It feels like a lot of teams in the league are sort of playing that way right now in general. You're just getting maybe, maybe it means you're getting that much uh, less defense, these all star game uh, type of uh, outcomes in terms of the final scores, but also them turning into three point shootouts and all of it. So maybe just the shooting is better. I'd have to dive into all the metrics, but it's true. I mean, the Hawks prior to this game had put up 136 against the Wizards in a win, 147 in a win over the Nets, 152 in a loss to the Pacers. So yeah, the numbers have been staggering. So uh, credit the Celtics defense, obviously, for handling their job at home and and doing so well shorthanded. You know, we're not going to really dissect this game. That's for other podcasts to do. Uh, We're more of a, a big picture show than a react on the daily, but you know, you had, uh, obviously, significant missing pieces, as we know. No Drew Holiday, no Chris Daps Porzingis. Those were the two guys, two all-stars that you acquired in the offseason who were unavailable to you for this game. The Hawks, they were not short. You know, they had their important guys out there. Trey Young went nuclear. Um, Quieter game, uh, really a poor game for DeJounte Murray. He did not play well at all. But the uh as ads pop up on my screen like a goof. Uh So, I mean, Jason Tatum was crazy. Uh, you had uh first quarter Jalen, as we like to talk about, and then he kind of, I wouldn't say he disappeared, but quieted down by comparison. Horford was tremendous. I mean, 15 on the glass, which he does not do often. He got to do it against his old team. Derek White still playing with that new dad energy that he played even before he was you know had the baby not that he had the baby but his wife had the baby so he is uh continuing to play out of his mind for this team so it's it's just been nice it's been fun to watch you talk about the depth Peyton Pritchard uh you know Sam Hauser those two guys in particular obviously are are part of the top 8 when everybody's available we know that we've talked a lot about that we spent time on it last week when uh, Landman was uh, on with us but it's good to see other guys when they get their run, whether it's Kata, whether it's Banton, whether it's whomever actually taking advantage of that opportunity. I don't know why these ads keep popping up. If anyone can hear them, maybe. Yeah it's, just... yeah, it's, uh, ESPN is out to get me, I guess, with these ads while I look at box scores. Uh, white, by the way, in that 10 point win for the Celtics, I will just say this because people like to believe that plus minus is fluky. Maybe it is Danny Ainge certainly hates plus minus, but plus 29. Tatum was plus 3. Derek White was plus 29 in that win over the Hawks, which is just a staggering number. The thing that I wanted to ask you, though, about Jalen, as we've watched this season move along, I would say that he's been good. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been what he was last year. I think part of that is some inconsistency in his game. Part of it is adjusting, obviously, to a role because... You know, it it wasn't Tatum who was asked to change his game in any way with Porzingis and Holiday coming in. In some subtle ways, Brown was. You know, you are the second guy, but some nights you're going to be the third. You might even be the fourth, depending on who's running hot. Tatum is always going to be number one. There's never a night where Tatum is not going to be your top option if you absolutely need a bucket. Jalen's not that guy. So, and I know he's paid like that guy, but that's a whole other conversation that we don't need to waste our breath with. I hope people are educated enough on the topic to get how the salary cap works and and these raises, percentage of cap, all of that stuff. But when you look at his stats, now the shooting is down, okay? He's down the free throw line right now through 15 games, uh, 72%, which is his worst in five years, six years. 4.1 4.1 attempts per game, worst in six years. He's shooting 44%, 44.5% from the field overall. That is a career low right now. He is shooting about 35% from three, which is better than last year, and doing so on seven attempts per game, which he has done each of the last handful of years. Averaging 21. Now, previous seasons have, last year 27, I'm rounding up. The year before that, 24. The year before that, 25. 21, is this more a reflection of, again, him sort of still navigating his fit? Or is it Jalen has taken a step back this year as evidenced by some of those shooting numbers?
0: It could be a little bit of both, I think. I think it could definitely be a little bit of both. I think it's more about him adjusting and everybody adjusting to how these shots are going to, you know, come about in the natural flow of the offense. And I think, you know, Simmons talked about this in his podcast on Tuesday with, Kevin O'Connor, seems like everybody's new favorite thing is to talk about how Jalen Brown needs to figure out how to fit in with his team because Chris Porzingis has been one of the most efficient scorers in basketball this year in terms of a per possession basis or a a true shooting percentage basis. He's been just absolutely ridiculous, Uh, whether it's, you know, posting guys up that are smaller, wide-open threes. Like, Porzingis has been unbelievable. And a lot of people now, you know, chiming in at this point of the season are looking for a little more – Shot distribution to go more towards Porzingis's way, which I don't think is a bad thing. I sort of said that in the off season that that Stapp's Porzingis should probably end up being the like the, the national number two in this in this offense, and mm-hmm. Jalen, you know, figures out how he fits into that. The beauty of it is, it's like the other two guys in the starting five: Derek White, Drew Holiday. Don't worry about either of them; you know they're going to be fine. This balance that they figure out with their top three guys. Is gonna take some time, and that's why you know winning games early, like uh, you know being thirteen and four, winning games early where they don't shoot the ball well, uh, is a, is a huge, 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 huge thing for this team because it proves to them they did. You know, not everything has to go right for you guys to win. That's really important. But Jalen, it's gonna take some time for him to figure out. Again, and it seems like to me, and 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 everybody's been talking about this is the connection between Jalen and Kristaps Porzingis is already very strong. So maybe. You know, feeling, feeding more into that and, and Jalen feeling the confidence that comes with playing with a guy like that and trusting a guy like that and giving him the ball. Cause Porzingis has just been an absolute monster, but it's going to take some time. I mean, this is, it's only November. Um, I'm, I'm the, it's more to me about Jalen finding his, his rhythm in the offense. One of the things that's been really great has been his off ball movement. I mean, he had a couple of cuts in that game Sunday night against the Hawks back door on the baseline. And it's like, yeah, this should be. Something that you seek out constantly, because of how quick he is, you know, in short bursts, right? If somebody, somebody's not, is facing the play, and it's on the other side of the floor. Uh, and Jalen just times it right. He has a wide-open dunk almost every single time, especially if poor Zingis is bringing his guy all the way out of the three-point line. Well, there's no big guy in the paint to protect the rim on a lob like that, or if if Jalen streaks towards the basket, you know, a nice entry pass inside, and he can maybe, you know, with some acrobatic move, get either, like, a nice contested fadeaway, which he's really good at, um, or go, you know, strong for the end. Well, like, his, his body's gotten a lot more filled out, so he's been able to absorb a lot more contact. But again, Porzingis being in the game with him makes that so much easier. And I think Jalen has talked about this in some post games recently about how he's embracing trying to be more of a playmaker. And it's been to mixed results, let's be honest about that. But at the same time, it's not something like it's, it, it's, when it, when he does it, it's like, Oh, maybe this is when the light goes off. Like maybe he's starting to really figure this out. He's had several passes recently, one to Hauser on Sunday night where I was like, I can't believe Jalen just made that pass. Never mind, even looked for it. Like it was just That's one of these when they locked eyes and said "eff it." Well, that was that was another one where where it was like, and it's like Jalen, please just feed into that that persona, that mindset a little bit more. Like just say F it." Like let's just see if it works because you know I think what people are realizing, at least uh, I think defenses are, is like you cannot leave Sam Hauser open. He's insanely efficient right now. Um, he's a, he's a walking flamethrower. Like there there are times where he barely touches the ball and it still goes in. Like he's just so again understanding the gravity of the court, how your teammates can help you and make your life easier, how you can make their life easier. And once Jalen starts putting mm-hmm. into that, this is going to be curtains for the rest of the league. You know, Seth's been saying it for a long time. Once this team figures out how to properly share the basketball, nobody's going to beat them. That's the biggest thing that's holding them back. And even at that point, they're still thirteen and four, and they've played some tough teams. It's not like they haven't played hard teams. So we have a good sample size against good competition. This team is pretty good. And Jalen figuring out how to fit in a little better. Chris Stapps figuring out how to fit in a little bit better. Again, this team's just going to soar.
1: Dave, you know what doesn't hold us back?
0: Oh, I know what holds me back. Fan duel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hold, holds me back. I <laughs> know it's been a tough year, coffin. Speak for yourself. It's been, it's been, uh, been brutal out there in the streets for your boy, but we'll take a quick break. tell you today's show is powered by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season and this NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. It's one hundred fifty bucks if your team wins. Celtics play Tuesday. They're playing the Bulls. Bulls are terrible. The Bulls are really bad. I mean, it's really tough. And I know the Bulls have given the Celtics some hard times, you know, recently. This could be one of those games, but I think Boston, with the way they responded, uh, well played against the Magic in the in-season tournament game on Friday. I think they'll have a little more focus in this game on Tuesday. I fully expect them to win that game again, especially because it is at home uh, against Chicago. And if you've been thinking about joining do a little bit of time to get on the action. Then right now, get on the app. Super easy to use. Kaufman, I think it's time we talk about it. I think it's I think it's really tired time we talk about it. Okay, what's what what time is it? NFL draft odds, baby. Oh yes, I think we got to talk. I love about it. it. I, I think it's 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 kind of the point where look. The
1: man, Chad Ryland got the memo. He did, baby. He really did. Tankathon, baby. It's not just for basketball anymore.
0: Nope. Patriots are are in control of their own destiny at this point. With Caleb these- Williams,
1: oh. Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., we're coming top three, baby. We're coming right. top
0: three. I'm looking at the NFL draft number one overall pick, right? I'm looking at it right now. Caleb Williams, the obvious favorite from USC, minus 320. Drake May, plus 250. All right? Drake May could easily get up there and overtake Caleb Williams in a matter of, like, three months for the number one overall pick. Sure. I want to point out. One of my favorite players in the draft. A lot of everybody's favorite player in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr., Maserati, Maserati Marv, which, by the way, you can only say that during a game if you're Gus Johnson. It doesn't sound the same. If anybody else does it, it's a Gus Johnson only thing. What do you think Marvin Harrison Jr.'s number one odds are? Go ahead, Con. Go ahead. I mean, he's he's got to be, what,
1: third or fourth? He's third okay he's third so plus well can i get a frame of reference what's uh what's caleb at one
0: caleb at one is minus 320 drake may at one is plus 250 what is marvin harrison at number one overall plus 750 would you take
1: it at plus 750 It would depend on. I'd have to know who has the pick.
0: The Bears. The Bears are probably going to have it. And
1: then no, because I don't believe they believe in Justin Fields and they want to start over. Okay. What if it was plus two thousand? Oh
0: man, I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted. I'm, I'm, I, I might can. hop off the Zoom and 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 just take that real quick because that's it's outrageous. That's, I w-
1: I would be tempted. That's outrageous. If you're a, you know, you're a Patriot supporter, as am I, what, uh, and I apologize to our listeners for this, uh, quick little, maybe not so quick segue from the Celtics for a second, but look, they desperately need a quarterback. We know that. So I'm, let's just remove that from the conversation, but we've all seen Marvin Harrison Jr. And we've heard the Justin Jefferson among other comps out there. You obviously need an elite wideout too. Do you believe enough in Caleb Williams with the step back he has taken this year? I know he won the Heisman last year, but the step back he's taken this year. I'm not a huge Drake May guy, to be perfectly honest with you. If you were the Pats and you got number one, do you have to automatically, by rule, take a quarterback just because you've got a disaster situation on your hands currently? Or do you roll the dice on Marvin Harrison Jr. knowing that you got to get a guy to throw to him still?
0: Yeah. The idea being this is going to come later on in draft season about who's reportedly going to make it to round two for quarterbacks. You know, uh, there's there's a bunch of, you know, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels um, are the next three in line, so to speak, as of right now. I mean, that could change me now in draft time. We'll see. Yeah. But the idea being if you could grab Marvin Harrison and then, you know, I, I don't think he'll make it to round two, but we've seen crazier things. Lamar did make it to the back end of round one, and Lamar an MVP candidate, so you know, maybe what, what do I know? But if you get a Jaden Daniels or get a you know a Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington and pair them with Marvin Harrison. Right. Not the worst idea in the world. I I've, I've seen worse ideas. Yeah, I, mean, you're, you're I just,
1: not you're certainly not getting a Marvin Harrison Jr in round 2.
0: Yeah, you you'd have to believe that Marvin Harrison is so far away the best player in the draft that it doesn't matter like he's just he just you can't you can't pass that up and that's yeah. that's sort of the debate between now and then but what's not debatable is that FanDuel's app is the best, mm-hmm. super safe, easy to use. Literally can use it on a walk with your dog. I promise. You can do on spreads, player props over on there's a bunch more visit fanduel.com slash boston kick off the nfl season with fanduel fanduel the official partner of the nfl 21 plus and present in massachusetts hope is here first line line real money wager only five pregame money line wager required first line real money wager only $10 first deposit required bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. Seize terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling helpline ma.org. Call 800 327 5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSense ma.com, or call 1 800 GAM 1234. Crushed
1: it. Absolutely crushed it. Always. So, Listen, how are we feeling about the in-season tournament? I love it. I, I'm seeing, I, and I don't mean like, how do you feel like, do you like it? I mean, how are we feeling about the Celtics' chances in it? Because I'm seeing some people, speaking of FanDuel, making some bets today, moments before our show, before our recording, making bets on the Celtics at long odds to win the in-season tournament. I even threw a few bucks on it at plus 3,400 on FanDuel. What do we think?
0: I mean, that's – I mean, how do you not? I think that's – they're they are one of the most talented teams in the league, and sometimes talent wins out. I think they just hope they don't see Orlando like ever, and that would be really spectacular. Orlando just seems to be a problem for them, and then as soon as you play the teams out west, its a, you know, that, that's what you want to do. You want to be part of that. But I, I think – I think they have a tremendous shot to win the, the, the in season tournament. How do they get there? I know they've made their, uh, their climb a little harder now because they have that one loss against Orlando. And now you have to get into point differential sometimes with the, you know, tiebreakers, which just seems interesting, but mm-hmm. you know, and that's the one thing Tatum had a problem with. They asked him after the game Sunday if he enjoyed this. And he goes, it just seems like the point differential thing's a little weird. It encouraged us to like run it up at the end of games against bad teams. If that's, if they have a chance to do that, you should do that. Um, but I mean again, Boston's gonna play for the most part just teams that they're more talented than if they're just if they have everybody available. And that's the thing Joe Mazzula said, and this is maybe the question back to you, Adam, should they sacrifice, you know, keeping everybody healthy just in in, in to to not win the in season tournament? Like who like who like honestly at the end of the day, like, does anybody need everybody's been talking about, oh, we want to win the five hundred grand for the guys lower on the roster? It's like yeah, or we want to win an NBA title and make sure everybody's healthy by the time we get there. That's going to be the weighing part of this. Like, do they yeah. do they really go for this, or do they actually just, you know, if the is a little banged up and holly a little like, you know what, it's cool, there's excitement around it, somebody else is going to win it, but at the end of the day, we need to be ready for the playoffs, and we just can't risk the health of certain guys to win the in-season tournament. Yeah,
1: I think this is pretty easy to understand. I mean, unless teams approach – knockout play if you will final four all of that stuff much differently than they did group play and maybe they will but in group play you saw stars sitting out for rest in some cases not even just injury so teams are still at least have been anyway approaching these games no differently than any other regular season game as the tournament goes on i know you know heads out to Vegas pretty soon next month. Then maybe they approach it differently. Here's something interesting that I heard, and I I, I can't really uh, divulge sources on this one. And it's not a Celtics thing, by the way. This is this is another team in the NBA entirely. But you know, I I heard some people say that they don't even really want to go to Vegas. They don't really want to win this thing. The mentality being, think about it, all of your wins count the same. Now, they don't, obviously, with respect to the in-season tournament, but they all count as regular season wins, right? So they all count the same toward your standings when it comes to chasing seeding at the end of the year. So you now, as an organization, have a choice, basically, as to how hard you want to go after this thing. Do you want to go after it because, you know, you you want that, I'm not going to say like banner, ring, champagne celebration, but you want that title. You want that trophy or whatever. You want that distinction. We won the in-season tournament. You want those bonuses for the various players, members of your organization. In doing so, however, you are, by association, giving yourself a tougher schedule along the way. Whereas if you don't qualify, if you bag out, not tank, but if you bag out, you're not good enough. You don't go to Vegas. They still got to find teams for all the rest of the games, you know, to be played. So that means you as the Celtics could not face Orlando or whichever other teams you've had trouble with upper echelon teams in the league and Orlando right now, 12 and five is one of those teams, Orlando, Milwaukee, Philly, obviously, and that's, that's just the East. You can look in the, the West, Minnesota, OKC phoenix denver dallas maybe you don't want to play those teams and have that losing mentality when you have the alternative of saying you know what if we don't advance they could match us up and give us games against washington detroit chicago charlotte san antonio memphis portland utah Maybe that's better for your. That's long-term. a loser
0: mentality, though, Coffin. Like, it's, it's not like it, it, it's a loser mentality. If this mentality, team were the Golden State Warriors and they had won titles, like maybe I wouldn't care as much. But like, I want to see this team. It's play a loser a good mentality
1: team. to get yourself wins in the regular season. Isn't that ultimately more important toward the playoffs versus winning the in-season tournament?
0: Yeah, but wins against what kind of competition? A, 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 a win against a Washington Wizards team doesn't do anything for me. It's just a. A W. I'd rather this team. I'd rather this team play tougher teams because this team, like again, this is not a team that's been together a long time. They need they need to play tougher teams to get you know their rhythm correct. If you know, get everything figured out. You know, maybe you'll maybe you you try something in the middle of a game in December against the Magic. That oh, we got to file that away for later because we're gonna we're gonna play them later. Or you gotta you have to you constantly have to evaluate yourself against. Some of the upper echelon teams league. The Celtics are lucky that they're one of those teams, but they still have more to prove against everybody else. I mean, yes, they've they've beaten the majority of the good teams that have been in their way. They lost to Philadelphia, that's tough. They lost to Orlando, that's tough. You know, life's gonna move on. They've also lost some bonehead games where you're like, oh my goodness, they lost to a tough Minnesota team. They've also beaten the Sixers already. They already beat the Bucks, Mm and they've they've had some really impressive wins. That have, you know, come early on in the season. They're lucky they've been tested. It's not like they're, you know, they're playing cupcakes every single week. So, as I get your point of like, why win now when you could just win easier later? And again, I get your point on that because it's more about just stacking wins as much as you possibly can. Just
1: I'm and- not, I'm not talking about, just to be clear, I'm not talking about throwing the games away. I'm just saying. If it's a difference between, yeah, like, we could really chase this thing, but as you said before, it's, you know, these are games that we might ordinarily not play, Chris Taps is He's a little banged up. If it were the playoffs he could play, regular season we're probably going to sit him. Oh, but we're viewing the in-season tournament like the playoffs, so we're going to get him out there a little bit, you know, more so than than we otherwise would. I'm not willing to sacrifice some of those things for the in-season tournament. If all of your guys are available and you win... Go ahead. I'm not saying go out there and lose intentionally, but I'm not going to judge my personnel differently because of this tournament.
0: But I I'll, so then I'll agree with you on the point of like they shouldn't push it. Like if Porzingis isn't feeling well, or if Jalen or Jason's not feeling like, and Jason's such a bad example with this, and so is Jalen yeah, too. He plays all the time. Like it's right. like.
1: No. Well, Hor- I mean, they're they're not going to be any back to backs. So you don't have to worry yeah.
0: about like the horror thing. I,
1: I don't know. Like White's missed some personal time. Whether it's all that's he fine. A- by the way, not, I have no idea. But like he like he missed a, a game randomly the other day. Uh, that's
0: totally fine too. Because he played. That's what I mean. He's played every game. So he's played almost every other game anyway. Might as well. Like again, at the end of the day, they shouldn't sacrifice winning the in season tournament if guys aren't feeling one hundred percent. Absolutely not. Like, again, I was in the prize here. We, at the end of the day, nobody's going to care if you won the in season tournament or not. If, as long as, like, the, nobody's going to care if this Celtics team wins in, in the, the in season right. tournament, if they lose in the finals, they lose in the each Conference finals. Nobody's going to care about this. Right. Nobody's going to, and again, so at the end of the day, don't sacrifice that to try and win this thing that nobody even knows exactly how it's going to really go. Right. But I would say if everybody's hundred percent healthy, and right to rock, like I don't want the Celtics to just be like, well, yeah, you know, we get an easier schedule because we didn't make the tournament. I would rather see them prove it against better teams. And I, sure. because that's going to breed continuity and it's going to breed chemistry. And that's what this team really needs to go all the way. I mean, the more reps they have against higher quality opponents, the better they're going to be. Again, we can, we, I, and again, I've loved that Joe Missoula has experimented in blowouts. That's been really great. Him treating mm-hmm. them as practices has been really smart, and I commend him for that. But there's no better reps, live reps, against than against better competition. You're going to get that in season turn, no question.
1: Well, some good news. Super light week ahead for the Celtics. Uh, they obviously, as as we sit here, recorded or recording they uh, they played earlier tonight. This being Sunday, but. They don't play again until Tuesday, again at home against Chicago. After that, off until Friday, December 1st, when they will host the Sixers. December 1st. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's it's here, man. Winter is here. Winter's coming as the creepy little kids in movies look out the window and tell you. There's, There's a storm coming. Winter is coming. There's already been snow on the ground. Fortunately, it melted, but it was there. I saw it. It happened. So, Bulls, Sixers, both at home Tuesday, Friday, light week. You get a show from us, in all likelihood, a week from tonight, Sunday. Only two games to have talked uh, to talk about at, at that point in time when it happens. Before uh, setting up that back to back, Cleveland and Orlando, as mentioned before, in the middle of the month. Celtics are in a great spot. They're in a great spot. They're generally healthy. We knew Porzingis was going to miss some time. Talked about it all. Well, not all off season, but once he was acquired, from the moment he was acquired, I didn't shut up about the fact that at some point Porzingis is going to miss some time. Been talking about it all throughout. Well, we're here. Fortunately, it doesn't appear to be anything too serious. He is going to miss these upcoming games this week, and uh, hopefully not much more than that. We'll find out. And uh, other guys are going to miss their occasional time, but as as long as you highlighted it before, as long as the depth is good enough for these regular season games to sort of maintain more than Treadwater, then they'll continue to be uh, um, uh, among the class of the NBA still perfect at home currently. Hopefully that streak goes for a while. As you said, the uh, only other team that fits that bill, the Denver nuggets, another win tonight for them as well. And uh, it's just good. It's like, don't, I, like you said, it can be a cesspool out there. It, it can be toxic on social media. People complain, get too animated about one single, you know, win or loss. You know, probably uh, more frustrated after a loss than excited after a win. That's just sort of human nature, unfortunately. But I'm enjoying the journey. Uh, not, not to be cliche, but this is like it, it. It's not like you think back to all those years, basically two decades of it, where it was. Regular season doesn't matter. Let's get to the playoffs for the Patriots. You know, like wake me when we get to the AFC championship game. Never even mind the postseason or or you know, divisional round, because they're not gonna be in the wild card round. The divisional round, it's wake me when we get to the AFC championship game. You're basically saying I only care about two games, and that's if they win the first one. That's I'm enjoying this Celtics journey. I'm enjoying continuing to watch this thing get built. Brad's vision be implemented. Joe obviously. You know, putting it all out, and guys like Tatum and Brown, among others, but those are the, the true core, the, the longest tenured guys, grow up before our eyes. It's a ton of fun. I hope everybody out there, I know you feel the same way, but I hope everybody out there listening feels that same way. Let's not wish time away. I don't need to get to, let's start the playoffs in April. We can talk about things that, that interest us or concern us along the way, obviously. What the hell else would we have to talk about if we didn't? But I'm not in a hurry to like snap my fingers. Let's get to the spring. Who they face in the first round? I like watching this process develop.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And again, what, watching certain guys come on certain nights, you know, Kata had some interesting moments in Sunday night's game. I've, I've really enjoyed just watching Hauser for the past three weeks. He's just been on fire. What um, he's turning into. Again, all these little nuances and little Id- idiosyncrasies that I that have are starting to kind of become trends mm-hmm. is I'm I'm with you that's that's part of the fun stuff part of the good stuff
1: all right well thank you all for joining us as always like I said a little bit shorter a show but uh hey just the two of us uh he and he and I uh <laughs> thanks for uh hanging out this is Celtics beat rate review most importantly subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast just search Celtics speed we will be right there among the litany of other Celtics podcasts part of the CLNS family among other spots as well but we greatly appreciate you out there listening watching on YouTube we'll check out the comment section we'll talk to you again next week maybe even pop in with the occasional midweek show that could be coming on the way as well we're looking forward to that so uh enjoy Celtics basketball don't take it you know don't lose sleep over it when it doesn't go your way just just enjoy it again it's it's freaking november for evan i'm adam we'll see you later happy thanksgiving